When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Hockey. Yeah. yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. All right, welcome in to a, um, a Judd's Hockey Show one-timer. Fashion Slam. That's Declan. I'm Judd. All right, let's talk about, before Declan, we get to the specifics of the Wilds, lost to the Calgary Flames on, we're recording this on Friday, on Thursday night. Let's get to the play of the night that I thought from the Wild perspective in the Calgary game and how, how that ties into what transpired in Chicago in the Predators-Blackhawks game. I thought when I saw it that Alex Stalock made the offensive play of the night for a goaltender. His pass to your guy, Zuccarello. Ugh. That resulted in a beautiful bar Love down it. goal. Love it. Was a phenomenal pass, right? Like, that's the exact type of play. And this is not disparaging Devin Dubnik, but it's the exact type of thing Devin can't do Correct. that Staylock can do. He caught Calgary changing. Calgary was caught with their breezers down. Great play. So you're thinking to yourself, that's the offensive play of the night. That's going to be featured as a great goaltender play. And then in Chicago, as time runs out, Pecorina, the Nashville goaltender, scores an empty net goal. Basically, he's got the puck sort of behind his own net. His butt and hips are up against the end boards there, and he takes a beautiful, what, basically rink-wide... 200-foot shot. Not really a shot. He lofted it. Mm -hmm. But anyway, perfect. He scores a a goal. I believe that now gives him... uh, That now gives us, what, 15 or 16 goaltenders who have now scored goals. And I have a question for you. Okay. What would stop especially if things, let's say, they go sideways for the local team continually throughout the rest of this year. What stops our guy, Stalock from scoring a goal? Alex Stalock to me, seems to have all the components for a goaltender goal, which I got to admit, as a longtime hockey fan, would be sort of cool. Like, I know, you know, oh, it's dumb, but I think it's sort of cool. I have nothing stopping him from scoring a goal. There's nothing that's stopping him from scoring a goal. We just saw him uh, put a pass to Zuccarello and, and, and get a primary assist on a goal. There's nothing that's stopping him from scoring one. And the only thing that's going to be able to make it happen, though, is if it was an empty net. And also, that translates or transitions perfectly into the wild are just horrible six on five. I think it. What's, I think, what's stopping Staylock from being this team's like third goal scorer? Right. <laughs> well, in overtime, when it's three on three, he, it's, it's four on three, basically. I mean, yep. he, he, can, he can really push the pace. So. It's a cool feat. I saw it from Pecorino, too. I, I thought it was awesome. Personally, I, I thought last night, even though Staylock played very well, and I'm not going to discourage that, but I thought that would have been a perfect opportunity to get at Capo, who was up on emergency conditions, but get him a start. Alex had just saw the Flames on Sunday, allowed four goals. He didn't play too well, 
But I thought Kakinen would have been that perfect opportunity to see more of what you have and most likely what is your future goaltender. So, yes, Stalock played well. I'm not discouraging it. I didn't like the second goal he allowed, but at the end of the day, he played very, very well. Yeah, two goals and, is not And Capo Capo deserves a look, and if you're only going to get so many of them with Dubnik kind of stepping away um, to deal with his family situation, you got to figure out what you have in, in, in Capo, and I thought that would have been the perfect opportunity with three days off, but Bruce Boudreau disagrees. And now, to your point, correct me if, if I'm wrong, though. The Rangers just called up and started their hotshot young goaltending prospect and they've still got their primary two goaltenders up. Oh, they got three up now? Three up. Hmm. So there's a case to be made if that's the... I, I just, like I told, told you two weeks ago, recall Capo and just start him sometimes. Like, what's the what's the harm? Well... Like, if he never starts, I get it, but can't you find a... Can't you find an... It's not as if the wild goaltending is so good that there's this clear-cut number one and no one else should play. And this team also, to go back to a theme on Judd's Hockey Show throughout this season... This team also is in a really good experimental stage. Yes. I'm with you. You know, find a way to carve out playing time. And, and perhaps that's recalling Capo occasionally, and he plays full-time in the American Hockey League. Just something to get him more time here. Because with Dubnik, you know exactly what you have. With Stalock, I think you know. You know what you have in right? yeah. So yeah. you're right. I, I don't like the idea of calling him up and having three goalies up here full-time. I think that would be poor. That's probably too much. That's, it's, it wouldn't be fair to Capo. Like he would be sitting on the bench more. We, we already think Staylock doesn't play enough. What's going to happen with Capo? He's also, if Dubnik's always going to be your quote-unquote number one goalie, then Capo's now behind the second guy. Um, Can you it, carve playing time to call him up occasionally? Maybe, but but that occasionally is when Devin has to step away, and that's that's too big of a No, but I'm variable. saying once Devin gets back, you almost would have to carve out time where you tell De- Devin ordinarily you would start, but you're not going to. Yeah, but I, again— And plus, the way Stalock played last night, again, that's more means to start Stalock more. Yes. I think you could honestly do with this team right now—I'll just put this out there. I think you could do whatever you want in goal. Like, I don't think it matters. And if someone doesn't like it, tell them it's too bad. Right. So if someone comes to me and says, I'm supposed to be starting, I'd be like, oh, no, not anymore, you're not. Like, I don't, I feel bad for what Dubnik is going through personally, and I hope the best for of course, him. Of course. But professionally, I would just tell all three of those guys, you're going to play as we're telling you, and nobody's the clear-cut one here, and so we're going to carve out time, and, and perhaps that means Capo goes down and comes back up and plays. But I think you bring up a really, really good point, which is you've got to get Capo playing time, and there's nobody that can come to me and be like, oh, I should be playing. I'd say no, no. And this is, at best, at very best, it's a fringe playoff team. And yep. and we can discuss that uh, briefly today and certainly more on Tuesday's show. But at best, it's just a fringe playoff team. So there's no mandate that someone's going to get hot enough where they're going to carry you now. You know, this is not the Yozy team that Dubnik joined and, oh, my God, he saved the day. This is a very different team and a very different time. So I I guess I'm backing up what you're saying, which is, I think you need to get the kid time here, and you need to see right now. Because I don't want to see next year. I want to see now. And by the way, I looked this up because we were talking about in the last podcast about uh, if you were to trade Staylock, let's say at the deadline, let's say someone wants him, right? Sure. And then you have Kokkinen as your backup. Capo can't be exposed because he's less than two years of eligibility. So he's protected no matter what. And Dubnik can't. And Dubnik has to be protected because he has a no movement clause. So you got exposed to so goaltender. You, but I don't, no, I don't think you have to. Oh, I thought you did. You don't have to. I thought Stalock was signed specifically to expose him. So, and that probably is still their case, but if you were to trade Stalock at the deadline, you could keep Capo, and then both goalies would be protected, as in Dubnik and Kakinen. Um 
I think Staylock until until someone starts playing better, and last night we saw Staylock play better. Yeah. But until the goaltending significantly improves, yes, the Wild are going to have a hard time making the playoffs. I still think this offense is very good. They put forty four shots on last night, a bunch of high danger chances. They if, couldn't finish. But they just yeah, they, right. they couldn't finish it. But yep. I still like this offense. I like it a lot more than I thought I would at the beginning of the season. And if they can get average goaltending, I really do think they can make a run at the playoffs. But that is a big if right now. That's a big ask. Oh, it's huge, yeah. I just don't think it's important. I just, if they make the run, fine. But but you, you said this two months back. In the midst of them playing awful, you said, and we're exactly right, they're going to get hot. And, and they're going to get a bunch of points. And they did exactly that. Yeah. And now they've slid back. And so... Again, I'll go with what I've said the entire time, which to me, it's now no lose. Now, I'd prefer to get the draft pick. Like, I'd prefer, if if they're going to go south, I'd love to see them just tank. I don't know that they can. I don't think they can. So anyway, but I don't care. I, I mean, I just don't care. The only thing that I would ma- mandate if I'm Bill Guerin is I'm getting guys playing time. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the capo year. So I'm getting capo playing time. And I don't care who gets mad, and I don't care if the coach gets mad. I want him to play now. Because then going into training camp, I've got an idea. I don't want to unveil him next year and be like, hey, can you do it now full-time? So my only mandate is there's players I have to see now, mm-hmm. and I don't care if you don't like that. That's my thing. Uh, just quickly, um, to r- wrap up the goaltender uh, scoring discussion, I count, including Pecorino's goal last night, 15 goaltenders who, who have scored, but that includes Martin Brodeur three times. Mm-hmm. Martin Broder scored uh, scored three goals, and I count here um, eight that were actually, including the goal last night, that were shot into the goal. So there have been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven own goals. So goaltenders tried to clear the puck. It got shot down by a guy on the other team into his own goal. Um, let's talk, and, and we've dwelled on the disappointment of this guy. This is not a disappointment. This is, as Boudreaux said post game last night, the most snake-bitten guy that we've seen now. Matt Dumba, I believe six shots on goal last night. Yeah, he was a beast. I, I believe 12 opportunities for shots, six got on goal. Um, all I have to say about his game last night was, wow. But, I, but I'll give him this. I loved it. This is what he has to do. Boudreaux's right. It's going to end at some point here. Uh, and I especially loved, and, and I think they were talking about this on the FSN telecast last night. I love the fact that they put Dumba in the Ovechkin power play spot, which we've been saying for a long time. And he was shooting. Like, just take the one-timer. Yes. It's going to go in eventually. Yeah, there was, I think, a play in the power play, I think, on Thursday where he either he made a mistake where he passed and it, and, it, and got the puck kicked out of the offensive zone. That frustrated me. But all in all, he was going to the net. He was putting shots on net. And you think one, you know, one will eventually get to a million. You know, I think that's kind of where I'm at with Dumba is, is he's trying. It's not like he isn't trying. He, he, he wants a goal so bad, and the poor kid just can't find the back of the net. Um and you have to get him going soon. I brought it up on the full podcast on Tuesday. You're entering a point in the summer where you, if you're an extension, talk with Jonas Brodin. Okay, he has one year left in his deal after this season. Dumba's making $6 million. Probably is a hot more commodity because of his offensive game, but now his value is also as low as it's ever been. You're at a kerfuffle right now if you're the Wild because I think Susie has stepped up and clearly can be a top-four defenseman. So now you have to figure out, can Susie and Dumba... Four guys, and, and Suter and Spurgeon, all those four, can those be your four guys for five or six more years? Or do you entertain trading Dumba, extending Brodeen? And and I, I'm not okay with that, but but that is a no. that that's a hurdle 
that is going to be talked about this summer. Write this down. Matt Dumba in 2020-21 is going to score 15 to 20 goals. Uh, he is... Next season he will? Yes. Yes. 2021. 20, yeah. Th- this year is miserable. Guys go through this year. In, in fact, there, there's a defenseman in Toronto who had a great year last year. Morgan Riley, who's having yeah. the same year. I, I believe he scored 20-some-odd goals last year. I believe, Declan, he's now at three goals. Uh, what I saw last night, though, he's go, it's going to end, but guys have, and I don't know why, and they're just weird, and as Boudreaux said, they're snake-bitten years. Guys like this have terrible years because he's not, I don't think he's actively screwing up a ton. Not you know, really. If he was turning over the puck constantly, you'd be like, what the hell? But he just can't score, and his confidence because of that seems shot. And then last night he tried to get himself on track, and I loved his game, and he still didn't score. Uh, if I'm the Wild, I just say to myself, and yeah, it's disturbing, but I say, wait it out. It's going to be fine. Um, but if they're going to put him, I absolutely am in love with the idea of saying, bleep it. You're going on the power play, which, by the way, not good. But you're going in the Ovechkin role. And just one-timer every time. Just hammer it. Don't care if you miss the net. Hammer it. He's got to do that. That's exactly what he is. It's and all about slapper, his shot. Yes, it's still there. And if he learns, you know, he's got some problems. It seems like this year it, it he's got some problems controlling it a little bit. And I'm not saying that's simple. I'm sure it's very hard. Uh, but I have complete faith that if we continue to see the game that we saw from him last night, at some point in time, either in 2020 or next fall, it's going to turn and it's going to be fine. Let me uh, let me transition to that then. I think another puzzling player that's been a little strange as of late, Jordan Greenway. I think he's starting to get in that Boudreaux doghouse that we've seen from younger players. He started on the fourth line last night and went up to the first line. Yeah, by the third period he was and on I the first. I think Donato got demoted again. And I, I, I told you, this is my Larry David thing. Yeah. This is, I, it drives me How's he going to learn? How's he going to learn? How's he going to learn if you keep, you know, both of those kids, What? how are they going to learn if you keep messing with them? They're messed with like they're veterans on a good team. I don't understand. Well, what's so interesting, though, is that Fiala was on the ice for the last two and a half minutes. I mean, and he, he deserved to be out there. He, he had does. to be dog tired, and there was a timeout called, but he, Fiala didn't leave the ice for the final two and a half minutes of that game last night. I know. He was a beast. But he's, he's that good. Yes, he's now, so talented. He's not that smart all the time. Nope. But he's that good. Yes. But again, all of these kids should just play. Yeah. Ryan Donato, I don't know how that, I mean, Boudreaux, I love him, and he's a really good coach. I don't know. He's just a sniper, okay? Ain't nothing wrong with a sniper in hockey. And But to your point, Greenway, fourth line, first line. What? Uh, last thing. Yeah. What does it say to you when I, I think I can safely come on this show with you on a Friday and after we both watched the game on Thursday say that Victor Rask was probably your best forward for three periods last night? What the hell am I saying? I well, I, I, It's hard for me to say it too, but I, all, I joke that all the guy does is create offensive chances and that's all he does. All he does is create offensive chances. He's a responsible fourth-line player. Yes, you'd like his salary cap hit to be two-thirds to three-fourths of what Declan, it is. He was great last but night. But he was great. He the was opportunity great. that he set up for Dumba, which I think oh, went yeah. Rask, Greenway, yep. Greenway, at that point, fourth liner, great pass to Dumba in front. And again, I love the play. Was a great hockey instinctual play by Victor Rask. I think someone is going to be a sucker for this guy. I think I think Garen's going to be able to work more magic than we thought. I think someone's going to bite this apple. I can't admit the guy I saw last night, I might take a, if I was a playoff team that, right. and a fourth line guy. Yeah. But if I needed that fourth line guy, uh, you're best player. Even if it's a salary cap switch, maybe you take on a player on an expiring deal that's pretty expensive. I'm fine with that. I mean, this guy's on the books for three more seasons. You, you, you as as good as he's been and for singing his praises, you can't afford to 
to handicap yourself with that cap hit. So I think you can unload it to someone. It's just what you want in return. And honestly, the return, I would say, is, is doesn't really matter. But I think he's playing it well enough where someone might bite an apple. We are done. Judd's Hockey Show back on Tuesday for a full episode. This has been a one-timer. I'm Judd. He's Declan. Pass, shoot, score.